mean, Byron threw a crazy party last night. Good job. Oh, I had so many thank yous for this party, by the Good way. Job. Good job. I was just walking around. People were like, Byron. Great party. Great party. Great job. Great job. I said, keep following. Come back next time. Great I think job. this was our best one. You know, a lot of hard work went into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of good people working on this thing. Yeah, is that, is that what he said? Nicole had a little bit, a uh, mm-hmm. little bit of help. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 84 of The Real Word. Word is up. The word is up. The location has changed. Changed. We don't even have a racket behind us. We'll tell you where we are. You got to wait all the way till the end to of the this end. one. Part of our, what are we going to call that? I don't know. We have to come up with a name. A little marketing yeah. moment? Mm. No. Mm-mm. That sounds like. What did we call it last episode? I don't know that we called it anything. I think we just called our it marketing. Um, the fourth racket. Our marketer of the week. I don't know. I don't. Oh gosh, it's too much pressure to do it too on much camera. Pressure. Yeah, okay. let's wait. We'll figure out a name. But that's what we did last week. If you didn't see episode eighty-three, go check it out. At the end, we did a little little marketing moment. I like calling it the moment. Ew. The moment. I feel like it's just like <laughs> that makes it all weird. The, the, a moment. It's sort of like <laughs> you know. The marketer of the week. All right, we got three rackets. Uh, Zillow's got some earnings out and some news happening. So let's jump into that right off of the rip here. Zillow. Are you feeling a little off? Are you feeling a little off? I'm feeling off because I'm on my computer. I'm looking at my phone. That's okay. People can, people can adjust here. Certainly if they're listening, they don't even care. They don't care. They're watching. I see you just like. Fumbling. Well, you're trying to do like face ID and the face ID is not working. So you're doing Mm. your code. You're having. Yeah, it doesn't recognize you. Maybe because the microphone is jammed up your mouth. Maybe that's why it doesn't recognize you. It's jammed? Well, you just love it. I'm hovering. You know, I'm sitting over this island. But it's it's actually works really good. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm like, I feel like I'm Mm. slouching. All right. So racket number one. Zillow is still losing money on every home it sells, but they're doing better at losing money than they did six months ago. Yeah, it's great. So they're losing about $3,000 a home. On average, Zillow lost $2,916 mm-hmm. on each home it sold mm-hmm. in the second quarter after interest payments, earnings. Uh, this is according to the data. <laughs> it sounds like where article. they're losing the money, though, if you do read the article, is mostly in the loans that they're carrying for that. So really more of like the soft costs. Doesn't they sound still like lost money yeah, but before that. Yeah. Well, right? n- well, maybe a little. It just it, based on the article, it sounded like it was it was mostly due to the loans that they were having. Oh to no, carry you're right. It that. made on average fifteen seventy eight. The taxes, fifteen hundred bucks costs. on each home yeah. sold in the second quarter before interest expense interest mm-hmm. expenses were calculated. So oh. yeah, so that's your point is yeah. that they were actually up fifteen hundred when you when you put in the interest because mm-hmm. they're they're borrowing money. Right. Um, at by the way. What's interesting, if you go through the comments on this Inman article, then, you know, people made a couple of people did make a good point that, hey, what if interest rates go up? That gap can get wider. Zillow's projecting it to keep going down and keep trending in the right direction. Well, I think obviously you just get you just get better as you do it. Right. So I I bet at first they were putting in offers thinking that maybe their homes would sell in 30 days. And now that they're again, maybe seeing that it's taking 120 days, they could at least then, you know, put in maybe lower offers when they're buying these properties. So that's probably why they're doing better because they just didn't know what their expenses were going to be. I was surprised to see the average um, 
price of these homes, $286,000 per home mm. in the second quarter. I thought that was a little bit higher than the price point that I imagined Zillow mm. being, you know, uh, a real option for people in this yeah, situation. Yeah, but you got to keep in mind, like, they're out of Seattle, so, right? Well, the headquarters, I mean, the, the, the Zillow... Well, how, how many spots are they doing it? They're doing it in most major cities. It's by not like 20, they're hanging out here in, like, yeah, by, little Guilford. I by, mean, by 2020, they're going to be in to 26 different markets. They're in 20 markets, mm -hmm. I think, currently, but definitely 26 by 2020, and, you know... Obviously, over time, they feel like they're going to be able to address the entire U.S. market with this See, I, with this option, meaning the option being, you know, I'm certain everybody knows at this point, but Zillow mm -hmm. literally buying the home at a discount. I buyer model. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to your point, they are in larger markets, but so I still I, so I guess maybe that's not. No, but I it's still higher than the average price point in, in America. Right. Overall. But we're also talking about major cities yeah. like we're just. I mean, all right. So here's the thing. You. They're losing money right mm -hmm. now when money is cheap to borrow. They're losing money on each one of these transactions. Mm -hmm. Is this going to be detrimental is, or is is this gap going to get wider? I don't think any of us know that. Mm -hmm. But but could you see a scenario where that's happening? Or do you think it's just a total racket to believe that Zillow is going to set themselves up for failure? Oh, I think it's a total racket that they're going to set themselves up for failure. Yeah. I mean, they're going to figure it out. They're just, again, I think that they're still just figuring out their numbers, figuring out what their soft costs are. I, I think that they're also trying to figure out maybe it's, it's. I, I'd actually be interested to see the numbers based on cities. Like, is it, is, but it sounds like all of them are losing, but then they're giving you an average. So I'm curious where they're losing more. In this article, we don't see it. Maybe we could see that on the earnings report. Yeah. Uh, what I what I think is definitely not a racket is the amount of data that Zillow internally is collecting based off of these transactions. For sure. They believe over the next five years, by the way, they'll get to 60,000 transactions, which will only be about 1% of the transactions that happen on a year-to-year -year basis on average. Mm -hmm. Uh, they think they'll get there in five years, but they're collecting a ton of data. They're they're creating a ton of opportunities for people to, in Rich Barton's words, have a end-to-end -end seamless real estate transaction Well, process. right, because if they're able to get those people to buy mortgages, right. I mean, that's where the money is. I mean, they could lose $2,000 all day long and, on a real estate transaction and, and make up for it on a, on a mortgage end. And there's a quote in here from Rich Barton, Zillow Home Loans is a key element of our strategy to offer a seamless end-to-end -end real estate transaction experience. So Zillow Home Loans, the, the mortgage dumb. lenders of, of America purchase in, I think it was 2018 last year, is a big play for them. It's a big reason they want to be involved in a lot of transactions so that they can offer other services. We've been talking about this for a long time. I think all the way down to the individual agent level and, and all the way up to the big brokerage uh, level, and mm -hmm. I think Gary Keller speaks to this probably more often than anybody at the brokerage level, is being able to create, I mean, Amazon certainly is getting into this world, these home service packages uh, or basically customer for life in their home maintenance and ownership needs through basically being involved in the transaction from the start, right? right. So then through whether it's AI or, or just tech or just offering them the best experience being the go-to option for right. them to service the home. If Zillow starts to put, okay, mortgages is an obvious and brokerages have been doing that traditionally. I mean, Zillow is basically becoming kind of, kind of a brokerage, right? But, but, um, 
brokerages have been doing that offering mortgages if zillow starts to now capitalize on all the other opportunities right so like they're buying homes mm -hmm. why wouldn't they now start they're buying homes and then having to fix these up in the uh purchase process right right sometimes mm -hmm. there's some repairs yeah why wouldn't they go out and, and and put together some type of a national construction contractor type of service well they should i mean they should own their own contractors they should be in control of their own contractors because yeah. that's the only way for them to keep their costs down there i think too. there's a lot of plays oh my gosh, that yeah. we're not taking into account it's easy when you go through the comments people are like you know somebody posted the titanic ship sinking they put a, a link up to youtube of of the titanic the movie saying oh zillow's just uh oh. this big ship that is sinking they're losing really? money as hmm. the market softens this is going to get worse for them you know i don't believe that i think they're collecting a ton of data and they're they're going to be able to go into a number of different directions some of which can be really scary if you're an agent out there not building your own brand and some of it to me is just obvious like getting into uh, whether it's construction or the mortgage, multiple flows of income around the transaction. For so sure. I think losing 2900 now is, I mean, heck, I think if you ask Zillow, would you pay $3,000 to get basically all of the data from a transaction? I think they do that over and over and over again right of now as, they, as they're in this race for data. So Of course. Uh, they're, not, they're not dumb. Yeah, I don't think it's a racket that they're losing money, and I don't no. think they'll lose money on this process overall when no, you they definitely have a they definitely have a big for a long term they have a big picture they have a big picture here all right with that segueing right into racket number two this segues nicely nicole nicole picked out all three of these so she really um i pulled my weight she's really thinking i did uh, about the flow of rackets and racket number two is i buyers cost sellers up to 15 percent of a home's value this study is a uh, market analytics firm called Collateral Analytics. Uh, they went through and did the hard numbers on the much debated cost of using iBuyer, which racket number one, Zillow Instant Offers is an iBuyer, right? right? Open Door is an iBuyer. So what does that cost to the consumer? They're saying it could cost up to 15% of the home's value. So, okay. That can be used as ammunition for an agent to say, okay, right. listen, your home's worth $300,000. You're going to take 15% less than that, right. which is like 355, mm -hmm. right? Or uh, 255, mm -hmm. I believe, um, mm -hmm. right? Or you can use me and, you know, whatever that may be. Say um, my commission's going to come up to $20,000. There's a significant, you know, 20, 55, $35,000 cash, 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 cash difference in your pocket. to the seller. Right. Now the seller certainly has to operate under uh, different conditions when, when they're using an agent, like having their home available to show and, yeah. and having it show ready, where in the other case, you know, you're basically giving up in the $300,000 example that I just laid out using collateral analytics numbers, this, mm -hmm. this market analytics firm, mm -hmm. you're, you're basically paying $30,000 in that example for convenience of just like, I know the date it's going to be in like seven days. Right. Uh, they're actually helping me move and yeah. like I'm out of here yeah. and I don't have to deal with even Although negotiating. It doesn't, it doesn't really sound, I mean, it, I think in the negotiating end, it sounds very simple, but it, it the iBuyer process though is still very much the same. There's still a home inspection. They can still come after you for items or hit you harder for money. So, Oh yeah, even they can though, retrade you on oh, that yeah. deal. And, and as a, 
Listen, if you're a, a consumer right now and you're thinking about taking a Zillow instant offer or an open door offer, be prepared for the retrade from these companies. Like right. coming back and saying, no, 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 uh, this is this, this, and this. It's not as is. We're, we're giving you sure. less. Yeah. And so be prepared to get yourself out of that deal. Be prepared to walk away and go to the open market as a plan B, you know, because it may fall apart in their in terms of their original terms and then what you actually get as you go right. through that process. And their fees sound like they're much la larger too. Yeah. Um, I think open doors between, they said like seven and 10% for, if for I'm an, a con convenience. If I'm an agent and I'm fee? in one of these communities, which we are not, right. we're, we're not really in a community right now yet in Connecticut where there are iBuyers, you know, open doors, not here. Zillow instant offers hasn't moved into this market. Uh, you know, we have traditional investors, but we've always had that, right? right. People buying homes at a discount right. and, and then revitalizing them and, and so on and so forth. And we've seen one of those, right? Maybe. Maybe. Um, right. So if I'm an agent in one of those marketplaces, I'm putting out a video a week at minimum educating the consumers about, hey, you can get retraded in these deals. These, like when a firm like this puts out some some data, some hard numbers. I'm going to be talking about that at nauseum so that at least when they go to make the decision, they're also having an alternative conversation. And as an agent, that's all you want is an alternative conversation to everything that they're thinking about. And maybe you, we've said this a number of times on the show. Maybe you want to offer an iBuyer solution yourself as a team or as a, as a brokerage or mm -hmm. an indie brokerage, whatever you may be. Right. We're certainly going uh, to take steps in that direction when, when, uh, certainly hopefully before Zillow instant offers moves into this market, right. right? So that we can offer the same thing. And right now, if they're in your market, it's probably easier than ever to put that together because there's, oh, there's so much sure. money out there. For sure. For sure. So now you had made a good point when we were talking before the show, uh, about, well, about comps. comps. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think that's an interesting angle. I mean, angle. obviously right now there's not many happening, but I mean, if they do continue to sort of buy out these homes at a cheaper, I mean, you're just, you're almost going to drive the market down. I don't know. Again, I don't know how deep or how much or what have you, but it's certain will be, certainly will be an interesting conversation, especially yeah, amongst, um, like appraisers. Cause if they're going to, you know, be using some of these comps, it's going to just, but be here's the thing, question. it's costing them the 13 to 15%, but the sale price could be within that range because of the fee, right? right? There's a seven and a half. That's the other right. thing. Uh, the average Zillow instant offer fee, mm. this is ammunition. If I'm an agent, this is ammunition. The Zillow instant offer fee to do the whole thing is is on average seven and a half percent. Right. So that is a seven and a half percent commission. Right. Okay. Which is let's just be honest here, guys. I know they want us to talk about beans and goddamn M and M's. Carrots. That's and more apples. M and M's than most agents are charging. That's okay. For sure. So. Uh, it's a lot of M&M's. Yeah. All right. Th th there's some cool information there. Check I out the... I do like chocolate, though. So. You like chocolate? I do. M what do you like? Dark. The peanut? Or the no, dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. No peanuts. They don't have dark dark chocolate M&M's. Or is a regular M&M dark chocolate? They have dark chocolate M&M's. Yeah. I'll, I'll, oh, my gosh. Hmm. That's sad. That's interesting. I'll bring them to you. They're in the purple bag. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone buys those. Uh, yes. Are they still around? Lots of people buy them. All right. Maybe let me know. How many of you buy dark chocolate M&M's? If just you've dark ever chocolate. even heard of dark chocolate oh M&M's. Uh, people have heard about dark chocolate M&M's. Throw a comment in the comment box if you've ever heard the of it. The comment box. Yeah, the comment <laughs> box. What else would you call it? The comment section? I don't know. All right, racket number three. Oregon becomes the first state in the nation to nix single family zoning. We talked about this. We did many episodes many? ago. I think, I think it was many. many. 
many, well, what many, do you consider many, many moons ago. What do you consider many? Ten. Ten. You think it was that long? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was inside of ten. But you do? I'll bet you a bag of M&Ms. But anyway. Only if they're dark. I like this. So this is in only in communities that have over 10,000 residents. So it's not the whole state, but it's communities over 10,000 residents. I love this. I don't think it's a racket. I think I expressed that the last time we talked about it. Yeah. And you felt like cities were going to have to start doing that in order to continue to grow. Yeah. And and more so facilitate the, the, the population growth. Yeah. I mean, more so like we're sitting in a small little Connecticut shoreline town right now. We have more than 10,000 people. We have more than 10,000 people. Yeah. But we have a lot of land land in this town. Not necessarily great land to go building subdivisions on but we've got land no well there's other regulations though in this town though too i mean septic systems well, and setbacks so yeah, there's, i mean there's, there's it's a, a lot different. this town doesn't have city sewers so it's a little bit more difficult right. here i get that yeah but you have like to do a subdivision in this town right you're probably going to need a couple acres at least a lot potentially right depending on where you are right so if you're now talking about putting a house on or or a, or a unit on less than a quarter of an acre and Right. I think there's a lot to that because now you can utilize maybe a piece of land that wasn't looked at as an option. Right. Uh, or property. You know, you can get more into a closer downtown. There's a lot of infrastructure to support that. All of this. What I'm ultimately getting at, which I think is a really good thing mm-hmm. uh, about doing away with some of this zoning, single family zoning, for example, is that we're going to have a huge need for baby boomers to purchase affordable options Uh-oh, we're having problems oh, no. little, little problem there. you move it too much affording uh uh options to live in to buy or to rent that are new uh that are you know nice that are well done mm-hmm. that are safe place to live it's just going to get really hard as some of these people retire out and leave the workforce and start to lose their income right and, and you know to your point i mean if i buyers take over right and the 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 numbers right. drop like there's just a lot of things they, they may not get as much for their house certainly here in connecticut a lot of them are mm-hmm. seeing that they're not getting as much for their big house when they yeah. sell it tax implications all that uh, i i just believe there's gotta be and and the word affordable housing always scares people it scares people to death it scares people to death but there has to be an affordable option for people to both rent and purchase and the only way to do that is to get rid of some of these restrictive mm-hmm. zoning regulations i think though the, the uh, another important thing though to to mark here because obviously if it's if you don't have to have a if the single family zoning is gone the ease of being able to then do it is like t- tenfold because you know instead of having to look into a home and then going through the zoning process it could take 30 60 days you know a lot of people are just apprehensive of, of even going after these homes because they don't know if it's possible or not so everyone's always looking for the home that already is the in-law or yeah. or, or or they already know that it could potentially be an in-law where you know I, I think buyers are then squished down to only look at certain homes that have it obviously the people that already have it it's it's wildly helpful if again but only if you have a buyer that's looking for it but I do think that there's like going to be for Oregon at least a I feel like ease you know because if I already own a home and I do want my parents to move in or I do want you know if oh, I have some a child of, some of the zoning that can impact a home you're already living in yes yeah. or if you have a child that is graduating college and they don't there's no place affordable for them to live either mm-hmm. but you don't mm-hmm. want them living in your home it'll be so much easier yeah. for you to then sort of pull that permit to to build that extension without having to be like okay we now have to wait 60 days to find out if we can do it you mm-hmm. know so yeah I like that option living or creating a 
uh, in-law well, or a two-family. I think that it's going to be even even for those baby boomers. So like say they can't afford to sell because they even bought at like a lower interest rate because we talked about that once before because interest rates went down for so long that people refinance. So it's actually cheaper for them to stay in these larger homes. So in this situation, they could turn it into a multi. Let's turn it into a multi. We'll live on the first floor, honey. We'll rent out the second floor yep. and they could actually then stay in their home. Uh, I'm about to talk out of both sides of my mouth because I want to do away with this zoning. But I also, as you're saying this, I'm, I'm getting scared of, <laughs> of putting decisions in homeowners. Um, well, I'm sure that there's some, I, I, I'd like to meaning, think that she did put some sort of regulatory Yeah, there's got to be a standard of like, okay, there. if you're going to slap a, an in-law apartment onto your house, like, don't make your house look like no, I'm sure there'll probably be height restrictions. Right. I mean, you were sitting in house right but now. There was a, we wanted to do an apartment above a garage, but there was a height restriction based on yeah. where we were zoned. We could do the apartment. We can still have an apartment here, but there's height restrictions. And People don't you know. want to get an architect involved because it costs money, blah, blah, well, blah. Well, you have to. I mean, but you a lot have of to times have seals. I mean, there's so many other things besides just like, yeah. hey, doing away with zoning, and now I just get to, I can't just like right. start knocking on wood on my outside. I, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of HOAs because it controls the environment and you know i i always i think i'm always going to prefer long term to live in an hoa because i don't like having a neighbor that i can't control if they want to put like a laundry like a laundry you know, line if they want to have a lawnmower just sitting out in their front a yard lawnmower. forever well, here, mm, you know hmm. like people just like a junk mower like or a junk car just sitting there rotting away that stuff drives me absolutely bonkers hmm. right when you live in hoa you can call the town though and like do like a like a blythe complaint. yeah but these towns don't do it not here not not here in connecticut they don't do yeah. nothing about well, why don't you just it. Walk they start over sending over warnings i mean a lawnmower you can move like maybe you just go over there oh, and just offer. go over and get shot or something well, by the neighbor I are you mean, kidding me I don't. I don't know that. I don't need know that we need to go quite that dramatic. But I'm not going to go start moving lawnmowers well, in somebody else's yard. Maybe nuts. Fine. Um, I, like a town cleanup day. Like here's, offer like a dumpster. Here's the best idea I've heard so far on doing away with zoning in some areas locally where we have towns that um, have a need for for mm-hmm. more housing. Is basically think, and this word is going to make you cringe. So I'm lo- I'm looking in my own head for a better word. Think trailer park. Okay. Right. Uh, that type of living, but with these, everybody, the trendy thing is these small homes, tiny homes, tiny mm-hmm. homes, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of these tiny homes, you know, instead of trailers mm-hmm. so that it's, it's a nice, beautifully landscaped. So they don't um, own their land. They just own their, in this scenario that I'm, yep, parks, in this scenario that I'm describing, land. you would not own your own the land, yep. but you'd have a beautiful single family, tiny home, no basement. So back to the HOA. Yeah, I'm, I'm wrapping it all into an HOA. And, and people want to avoid HOAs, but you could get a much uh, lower priced option home and mm-hmm. you'd have to pay for the HOA. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to pay yeah. or do the yard work and all well, that. Well, you're assuming stuff. that everyone's looking for something lower. Some people are just looking for doors. I mean, you're looking for doors. Yeah. Yeah. You can get, that you would can be, get the doors. You know, it would be great there, though, too, is like, um, like Airbnb it. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many other things that you can do without a single family there. there. So that's interesting. Uh, Big ups to Oregon and first state to do that. I think more will follow suit as. What's her name again? Do we have her name, Nancy? uh, I don't know. It was in the article. I was chatting with a Nancy last night. Yeah. Governor Kate Kate Brown. Kate Brown. Props, Kate. Kate Brown. All right. Um, let's get into, we're going to try this on the show. The, I don't the, know what we're going to call it yet. The marketing moment? The marketing moment such a, I feel of like, the week. I feel like moments is Ladies the and gentlemen. Wrong word. But here is can, your marketing moment. Your mar- 
<laughs> of the week. <laughs> All right, so super hokey. We're here out of our office, uh, our studio in our office, sitting in one of Nicole's recent. We don't call them flip. We call them rehabs. Call them? Rehabs. It's a rehab. One of Nicole's recent rehabs with the house that social media built. We're definitely gonna link that up. Pop that thing up here. Here we could show a quick little video. Maybe they can yeah. so they get like a little quick idea of what it is. We can show definitely either a video or a photo, something, something here. Hmm. One oh, you mean up there? I thought I was th- I was talking about more about your link. You know, like oh, we can like, link. Hey, oh, we can link YouTube. We, well, have, we link them all up. We'll link the Facebook page up. Absolutely. Like you should go onto the Facebook. He, Nicole, explain to everybody that doesn't know what the house social media built yes. is, mm-hmm. and um, and then we'll tell you why this was the magical marketing moment of the week. Wow, we're adding another M. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, it's like M&M's. M&M's. Dark (laughs) M&M's. Oh my gosh, we're on to something here. So the house social media built, we uh, renovate homes. So, but what we do is we renovate them with our Facebook followers. So um, we buy a house and again, I'm going to use like the dirty word of flip. So when we're flipping it, we give out options. So countertops are a vote. Um, cabinets are a vote. They did a good job voting on this. Yeah, one. this was a great countertop that they that they chose. So everything from again knobs, paint colors, the entire everything house, that goes into the for the most part, yeah. a lot of things that go into the major items that go into the home are voted on by our followers. And then once we finish the house, we then throw a big reveal party, which we had last night. So the reason this is the magical marketing moment of the week Ooh. here in America. Wow. Is, uh, yeah, we'll just throw that out there. This is the best marketing done of the entire week in real estate. This even beats Chris uh, Cortazzo going from moving to Compass, Coal Banker to Compass. That's a big, big moment for Compass. This is bigger than that, Nicole. Thank you. So, like, there's a whole bunch of people out there pulling off mega open houses or advertising mega open houses. I don't know if they're pulling them off, and they're certainly. You know, TF is a big advocate of throwing uh, mega open houses. This is what a real mega open house looks yeah, like. Yeah, so every sheet on here was, uh, I, I don't know that everybody signed in, but we. Um, no, everyone did not sign we in. We did have people, we asked everybody to sign in because we were going to be giving away some prizes for them coming. But I would say we probably had about 500 people. Yeah, hundreds of people were here last night. Food, I can attest drinks, to that. Drinks, band. Yep. I mean, yeah, I, you had the food trucks. Yes, we had uh, an ice cream truck. Everything free. So everybody everything shows up, gets, we give they get a free giveaway, free. Yes. free stuff. Um, yes, free hundreds drinks. of people, about 500 people. And also a whole bunch of RSVPs online with emails. Yes, so we got another 100 in. I think we broke our record. So I think we got maybe 150 RSVPs just online. Right. Which is interesting to me because I feel like up to this point, people know that they don't have to RSVP, but we still ask them to RSVP and they do. So love that. So if you're, um, you know, looking to really get attention, I mean, to me, there, there was, you know, months and months really years of work that goes into this because it's really what house was this what number this is house number seven house number seven yeah, it's been three years so it's a big following been three years of work this particular mm-hmm. house six months of work or whatever nine months whatever it was four from the time that you found it for well so we bought it but we didn't start we didn't start this marketing approach until april so it yeah. was about four months to build up to the end yeah but you can see the results so if any agent team out there is you know thinking how do i make a difference in my market how do i stand out uh, and, and really engage with a lot of people at once because that's always our goal and is conversations, your community, engagement, though, too. and your community. So we have a lot of like build partners, you know, mm. between our lighting and like and like our countertops, our cabinets, and then also like the food trucks and all. So 
um, it's it really is a great sort of forum for the community too to highlight the town, highlight the businesses if, that are here. If you go on do. Nicole's link, uh, how social media built on Facebook, you'll see they they engage the community to vote every single week. So it's engaging the community so that they feel basically indebted to the project or or more so like they had a real hand in it oh, which absolutely. they did they 100 percent. i mean it's theirs yeah. they built this and, for sure and then they show up and and this house put in particular is going to go on the market next week yes this week really when you're seeing this video this house will be listed uh for sale so oh so maybe we can link up the listing too they could see um yeah maybe they could see some of the photos and see what they like absolutely that's fun so hmm. Uh, congratulations, Nicole. You, you are the winner of the second magical marketing moment ever. Okay. Right? I don't know that I like magical. Number two. Magical. The second one. Second. I'm the second M&M. Yes. The green M&M. Uh, triple M. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks, please, guys. please. Uh, what, what am I supposed to say? Smash the like button? Oh, my God. Is that God. what he wants? Nope. Smash it? I don't know. Smash it up? I, I Sam? Remember, like remember we went over this? We went over the smoosh room? It reminds me too much <laughs> of the smoosh room. I mean, throw us a like for crying out loud. <laughs> Thank you guys. Keep Thank it you. real. We'll see you next time. Bye.